speak to somebody here. After 30 minutes, I'm going to try and stick behind the pulpit so that I will release the word of God with, with a high level of ferventness. Thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. And do it the best way you do it. That no man can take the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I am so glad to see wonderful faces, especially the one looking at me right now. Put your hands together for yourself right now. Put Amen. Uh, it's a joyful moment, especially. I want to plead with all diligence and with all the indulgence that when you come to the presence of God, you have to behave the way God has related to you. God has not dealt with us even though he has got this level of equitableness that I spoke about last week, fairness. But even though he's fair in his approach, our dealings with him, he deals with us separately and differently. We look at the text from the book of Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 30. The Bible says, and I read again, you have to get a part one to listen to it. I'm not going to, because of time, I'm not going to go so much repeating myself here. But the Bible said in the book of John chapter 25, verse 14 to 30, the Bible said again, which means there was a preceding story that he established. And I told you that repetition is a way in literature, it means emphasizing the point. Again, it was like a man going on a journey who called a servant and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags of gold, to another one bag of gold, each according to his ability. Then he went out his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work. And again, and gave five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the one who had received one bag went off. There's something here. He went off. Dug a hole in the ground and his, hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled account with them. The one who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servants. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share with your master happiness. The man who has received two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted with me two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. And his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the one who has received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man. Have us where you have not sold and gathering where you have not scattered. See, so I was afraid that I went out. You remember those now, the other one, he went off. Then he's describing how he went off. He said, I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. 
His master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I have as where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who had ten bags. For whosoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whosoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. I want you to listen to me with a level of seriousness because I believe that after the end of this message God will change your level you didn't hear what I said I said God will change your level I said God is about to change your level I have a friend that we normally say that level changing praise the Lord I remember a man of God who was always showing kindness to one of his members and every time the member come and says you know pastor uh, I am going off you know this guy came for uh, a pastor's conference and when he came over uh, he came to the pastor phoned the pastor before he came he said pastor I'm going through a very hard time and everything is going shambak and everything is scattering around I want you to pray for my flight so that I'll come for this pastor's conference and this man of God nearly said, no, if you don't want to come, don't come. But the Lord touched his heart and said to him that, you know, pay for him. So he paid for the flight and, and this guy came, you know, he came, bought a return ticket. And when he came back and uh, he was going back, he said, Pastor, uh, apart from going back also, there are things I need to get on with. So please, can you give me some pocket money, you know, give me something to put into my pocket that I'll be able to buy something. This man of God nearly said, I pay for your flight and you still want me to give you pocket money. But the Lord still touched his heart. He went away and came back again the following year and every time it's just sticking and it's just sticking. So anytime the man of God sees a phone call from this guy, he knows it's going to be what? It's going to be taking time. But one time he phoned the man of God repeated, repeatedly and consistently that the man of God nearly turned off his phone, but the Lord touched his heart and said to him, don't worry, just pick the phone. You never know what is going to happen. Immediately, the pastor picked the call, put it right over his ear. The guy said, level change, pastor. He said, what do you mean level change? Are you changing the level of your demand? He said, no. He said, last time when I left your place, the Lord opened the door for me. I want you to send me your account details. I want to bless you with my tithe. Ah, tell your neighbor your level change when your level change you will know that there is a distinction in the people who come around you I pray into your life that today your level will change uh, you don't understand what I mean level levels change tell your neighbor your le- levels will change now I want you because of time I'm just going to try and release the details of what I'm going to share with you. I'm talking on the subject, the equitableness of God, part two. And I did emphasize that even though God is fair in his approach, he deals with us in the fairness. I also told you that there's fairness in what he did, but I also stress in the fact that he also said that Jacob have I love, 
iso avan eto. There is the side of God that chooses whoever He wants to bless and show kindness to whoever He wants to show kindness to. But a greater proportion of God, in order for Him not to be biased, what He tried to do is to create fairness. And the Bible talk about this fairness in Matthew chapter twenty-four. We understand that the master gave them talent, not because of what, not on the, not equivalent to what he has got, but according to their abilities. They were the determining factor to distinguish what came to their hand. And the Bible said he went to a far country. Now they all came back and gave their report. I know you know the story, but I just want to extrapolate something from the story. I want to go to the verse number twenty-four. Verse number twenty-four to twenty-five. The Bible said, "Then the one who had received one bag of gold came." And as we have come right now, I promise you, our dealings with God is not at the same level. We have all come, but everybody is dealing with God from a different perspective. He said, "Master," he said, "I knew that you are a harsh man." Harvesting where you have not sowed, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. Whilst we enjoy hearing the master's generosity to the five and the two gifted guy servants, this parable reveals certain truth to us, and really turns. On the action of the one who had one talent, the master respond to those actions. He said, "Lord, I knew you that you are harsh." The Greek meaning for harsh, for hardness, also relate to harshness, to be severe. Reaping where you have not sown, the one talent servant addressed the master in an apologetic. Defensive tone, making it clear that he understands his fault. He hopes that he can escape punishment, or what we call, he can enjoy what his labor doesn't invest in. He says that he knew the master to be harsh man, reaping where he has not sown. That surprises us because everything that we have seen about the master so far has been generous. He entrusted to his servant with fortune and left them great latitude in its use. He praised and rewarded the two, the first two servants. He awarded them. I wonder why the one with one talent, one talent, came and said that he was a harsh man. Why that harshness didn't just come on on onto the other folks? The answer, of course, is that this characterization is unfair, according to the one with one talent. The master encountering faithfulness, encountering fairness, he gave something to them. The word "servant" used in the text means people training or saving. Secondly, the word used there, "servant," is also to tell you. That they were all under the same master. The third thing is that I would like you to mention is that when you are a servant, your main focus is or objective is to bring joy to your master, is to please your master. 
You can only please your master when you acquire knowledge of your master. The optimum and my, if you want to maximize and optimize the fairness of God, we need to have full and rightful knowledge of God. I want you to be with me, somebody. I was reading a book written by A.W. Tozer on the title, The Knowledge of the Holy One. He described Christians as this. He said, left to us Christians alone, left to ourselves, we tend immediately to reduce God to manageable terms. We want to get him where we can use him. Or at least know where he is when we need him. We want a God we can in some measure control. What influences our believing system is our knowledge in God. What you truly believe will determine your thoughts, your attitude, and your actions. If we want to enjoy the glorious pleasure of God, then it is mandatory, it is expedient, we must know God. Tell your neighbor you must know Him. One of the things that dis- distinguish between the effort, the two servants, that was those who received the five talent and the two talent, what dis- distinguished them from the other one who had one talent was their knowledge about the master. I want you to refer to the master as God. There is a dimension of God that isn't common to all, but rather few. This few are the people who have made a commitment to seek God. Tell your neighbor, seek God. I want you to understand that the dimension of God, the riches of God, the greatness of God is available to all. But there is a dimension of God, there is a pleasure that one can achieve in God that only comes through the acquisition of knowledge, the knowledge of God. This guy was in the same house like the others, but his knowledge about the master was peculiar and was different from the other folks. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 14, the Bible said, As many, he said, For many are called, but few are chosen. And I wrote something here the extensity of our knowledge about him defines us and everything concerning our life. Precious one, when you are called, the next level is how you respond to the call. But today I want you to understand that things are the way they are in your life because you chose to let it be the way they are. Because God is ready to change your situation regardless of where you find yourself. In Proverbs chapter 18 verse 15, the English Standard Bible said that an intelligent heart requires knowledge. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seek knowledge. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2, the Bible said, Desire without knowledge is not good. Tell your neighbor it's not good. We have so many Christians in the house who have got so much desire, they have so much big desire without knowledge. It's a desire without knowledge is not good, and whosoever make haste with his feet misses his ways 
I came across in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 19. He said, I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why did he want to give us that? This was Paul talking. He said, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called us, to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and these incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as might. He said that power is the same as the mighty strength. I'm going somewhere, I want you to be with me. Now, our knowledge of the master, the Bible said, the servant said, I know you. I want to ask you a question today. What do you know about God? If you have chosen to walk with God, the extent to which God relates to you is subjected on the knowledge you have about God. It is not all who are around God. The Bible said they were in the same house, having the same master. But the Bible said their knowledge about the master was different. Why? Because some people pay attention. They pay the price to get the knowledge. There is a level of knowledge that is available to every believer. But I promise you, there is an extent to which you will know God. That doesn't just happen. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't just happen. In 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18, the Bible said, But grow in the grace, not just in the grace of God, but also in what? Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. You must grow not only in your physical appropriate, but you must grow in the level of your knowledge about God. Since you became born again, have you known something that you have acquired because of your proximity to God. I was talking to a lady last Friday. He said that I used to go to church. And when I went to church, I gave my tithe. And when I gave my tithe, I didn't know. I didn't realize that the pastors were using it to pay for their mortgage. And therefore, I have made the decision. I am no more going to church. I have created a place in my room. And that is my church. I said, you have missed the mark. If this woman had a relationship with God, if this woman has had a, an encounter with the knowledge of God, she wouldn't make the decision because the knowledge of God will cause you to begin to understand some things that you didn't understand before. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, the Bible said, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the laws of our God. I will also we will ignore your children. Precious one, the problem we are having in the church is not the absence of God, but the absence of knowledge of God. Tell your neighbor, what do you know about God? Oh, one thing that made me understand that God is still blessing. This God is a fair God. The Bible said when the master came, he promoted the two servants. It means that God is in the business of rewarding. The Bible said he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It's a he that cometh to him must believe and know. You must know. There is something you must know. This knowing doesn't just happen. It can't because you pay a price. It can't. 
can't because you've made an effort. It can't because you have made a commitment, dedication. You have created a level of consistency in wanting to seek God. Tell your neighbor, what are you seeking about him? Is a knowing God involved learning? Come on, somebody, you must understand this. Knowing God involves learning. This learning involves an investment in time in yourself and other resources in order to exchange for the knowledge of God. In as much as we have so many resources of resources of acquiring this knowledge, I want to share with you in particular our relationship with the Holy Spirit. The acquisition of this knowledge to be able to achieve the optimal result and benefit from the Holy Spirit, we have a responsibility to develop personalized relationship with Him. It is our engagement with the true God that causes us to walk in the will of God. I was talking to, I was listening to the scriptures when you read the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 8. I want to paraphrase it. The Bible said after the death of Moses, the Lord came to Joshua and said, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. He said, I'm going to set you apart. I will give you every place where the foot, your, the soles of your foot will step. I, as I promised Moses, he said, the territory, I will extend your territory. I will give you so much in your life. The Bible said in the verse number 5, he said that no one will be able to stand against you at any point in your life, Joshua. Then verse number 6 said that he said, be strong and be courageous because you will lead this people to the inheritance, to the heritage of their life, which means you will lead them to the promised land. He said, be careful, come on. He said, be careful to obey all the law my servants mostly gave to you. And do not turn from that. So God is dealing with Joshua. He said, Joshua, I want you to understand that I am able to do much more. I did with Moses. I will walk with you. If there was any water that comes, any sea that comes around your way, I will pray with it to you. If there were other things that were objecting against my purpose concerning you, I, the Lord, will be with you as I was with Moses. But look at the verse number 8. He said, Most Joshua, I can't do much with you. But look at what he said in verse number 8. He said, keep this book of the law always in your lips. He said, meditate upon it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will prosper and be successful. Then, precious one, there, there is a dimension of God when you begin to know, things begin to happen to you. You don't understand this. I was talking to my father, spiritual father one time. And I said, Daddy, I want you to pray on this. And I want you to help me to pray on this. He spoke a word and when he spoke the word, less than 24 hours, there was a change. I said, Father, how did you know this? He said, when you told me to pray on the subject, I saw something in the realms of the spirit. And immediately I concluded in my spirit that the thing has been solved. Our relationship with God will cause us to command things that are not as though they were. Precious one, he said, Joshua, I will do so much with you, but you have to study. Paul was talking to Timothy. He said, Timothy, study to show thyself approved. A workman needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. The problem we have in the church 
It's not the absence of God, but the absence of knowledge of God. There is a dimension of God that the believer can only know when we deep we deeply have a relationship with God. In fact, in John chapter 16, verse 12 to 14, it said, I have much, so much to say to you, more than you can bear now. But when He, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, come, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of His own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Precious one, the problem we have in the church is that there is a love. We are depending so much on the logo. But there is a dimension of God that we can be exposed to. That is only through the Holy Spirit. This servant who said, I know you, I know you, I know you so well, you reap where you have not sown. He was looking at the physical things. He wasn't looking at the spiritual things. Precious one, I want to beg of you that if you want to enjoy the fairness of God, you have to know him. Tell your neighbor, you have to know him. In Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27, the Bible that said the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward part of the belly. The spirit of a man, you have to connect your spirit. The Bible said that the spirit of God witness to our spirit that we are children of God. Precious one, it's about time you begin to enjoy the things God has kept for us. But the only way we can receive it is through the spirit of God. And the only way you can master the spirit of God is to study the word of God. The Bible said, he said, I know you. What do you know about God? He said, I know you. What do you know about God? If you don't know what God can do, you can't enjoy what he's doing. To know him beyond the ordinary, we need to study and be committed to it. I like it when 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 says, However it is written, what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, nor enter into the heart of any man. It said it has been made to us, made known to us by his spirit. For God has prepared those things for those who love him. The extensity of your love for God is measured by your knowing, that your knowledge about God. If you say you know him, precious one, the Bible said that they have walked with Jesus. When they walked, Peter and John walked with Jesus. But there was a level of knowing that can only come to them because they made an effort. They sacrificed something to want to know him. Oh, because of time. Oh, because of time. I want to preach to somebody. The Bible said, I like it when David wanted to talk about this knowing God. Uh, This knowing God was so profound for David. In the book of Psalm 42, verse 2, 1 to 2. He said, I want to know him. He said, as a deer panted for the water broker. He said, so my soul panted after thee, O God. I want you to understand. David wanted to know God. He's talking about fellowship with God. He said, my so test for God, for the living God. He said, when can I go and meet with God? When you wake up in the morning, you want to have fellowship with God. When you rise up in your walk with God, every 
want to seek God. You want to have a purpose. You want to have a plan and say, I want to meet God. The Bible said he's a rewarder. And anybody who comes to God, you must know that he rewards everybody who knows him. The Bible said in the book of Daniel chapter 1, chapter 11, verse 32b, it said, by the people who know their God, they shall be firm and they will resist every stronghold. I prophesy upon your life that it is time to rise up to know your God. It says some people trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but those who trust in the Lord, our trust in God is based on our knowledge of God. Precious one, I don't know what you know, but the Bible said that Peter and John said, we are not bowing to any God. We are not bound to anything because we know. He said, we know who we have believed. Precious one, the church is walking in ignorance. You don't know what God can do. But if you know much about your God, you will know that he is able to do exceedingly. We are able to experience abundantly about all we can think or imagine. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice, God is still promoting people. People who are making time to walk in this world. People who are making time to seek him and find him. He said, as many as seek me, they will find me. I am here to tell the church, it is time to seek God. It is time to put some things aside. It is time to sacrifice your resources. Buy the books you need to read. Buy the kind of things you need to learn. That will build your most holy faith. Come on, tap your neighbor. God is still promoting. I don't know who you are, but God is fair. When you seek him, you will find him. I am here to tell you, the fairness of God is empowered in the life of a believer. When we have fellowship with him, your fellowship with him is to have colonia with him. Is to have intense fellowship with him. When you fellowship with somebody, you begin to know him more. I want to know him. I want to know you. Paul said that I may know him. I want to know him. I want to know him and know him with the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. It's about time the church rise up. It's about time you begin to seek God. There are certain dimensions of God that you can only encounter in the place of prayer. There are certain dimensions of God you can only see in the place of fasting. It's about time you begin to exhaust the full measure of God. That is why Job was able to understand God. I want you to understand somebody that it is time for you to seek God. It is time for you to know him. They said that I may know him. I want to know him. Your behavior is based on your thought. And your thought is based on what you know. Your behavior is based on what you know. Your belief is based on what you know. I come here under the sound of God to announce to Global Crossfire Church that God is more than able. God is more than able. Wherever you are right now, if you begin to know God, that is why the Bible said he's a way maker. Why? Because there was somebody who discovered the side of God that he can make all things beautiful. I prophesy upon your life that this year you will learn more about God. 
You don't understand this. Sir. Give me two minutes. Sir. You have to know him. Come on. How do you put your trust in somebody you don't know? How do you bank on somebody you don't know? You want to know him. In the next week coming, I want you to have a purpose. And I want you to have a drive. The Bible says he promoted the man with the five. He promoted the one with the two. On the premise of their knowledge. A wrong knowledge about God cannot produce a God of that ignorance. It is your knowledge that works things out for you. If you know him, he will appear to you according to the level of your knowing. I prophesy upon your life that you are about to experience the fullness of God. I don't know what you know, but there are things God is about to exude in the strictures into your spirit. I prophesy upon your life that today you will rise up to begin to know him. You will rise up beyond every ignorance. Whatever you have been taught about God, that is not the rightfulness of God. I pray into your life right now that you are rising in the strength of enlightenment. You are receiving illumination. You are receiving empowerment to know God. Ah, precious one, you will know God. If you want to encounter his glory, you have to know him. If you begin to know him, you will know him and you will know him. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice that in the year 2022 you will know God to enjoy his pleasure stand on your feet the servant said I know him precious one what do you know about God what do you know about God your relationship with the Holy Spirit you have to build your Holy Spirit you have to build your relationship with the Holy Spirit. You have to build your separation. So I want you to have a plan to want to know God. To want to study. To want to learn. Make time. Two minutes. Place your hands on your stomach. You want to pray that Father make room for me. That I may study your word. That I may know you. I want to know you more. Lord, I want to know you more, more than ever as before. I want to know you. Come and begin to pray. There are doors that will open to you because you begin to know him. Come and begin to pray. Amen. May your eyes be enlightened. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Shall we share the grace?